Hey nerds, guess what? It's Thursday. And if you've been paying attention to the court over the last month, Thursday is the new Monday when it comes to issuing opinions. And today does not disappoint. It's June, so that means all the higher profile decisions we've been waiting for are going to come in during this final month of the term. I want to give you a rundown on one, the decisions that were issued today, two, the decisions I have yet to read from last week's issuance, and three, an idea of cases that are still outstanding that we can expect to be delivered in the upcoming final weeks of the term. Now, my goal is to make the entire term available on this podcast, but I'm facing an upcoming cross-country move this summer back to Washington, D.C., so at this point, I can promise to read all the high-profile cases this summer and then chip away at the rest as the 2023 October term approaches. The good news is that it looks like those who heard my plea to share the podcast with others who might be interested came through for me, and more and more people are listening to the podcast. One listener, Brian, who also happens to be a political science instructor like me, reached out with some very helpful input. So shout out to Brian, who I owe an email response. Super grateful for your feedback and support. So today, the court has issued four decisions. Health and Hospital Corporation of Marion County v. Televsky regarding the Federal Nursing Home Reform Act, Jack Daniels Properties, Inc. v. VIP Products, LLC, regarding whether a dog toy violated the whiskey maker's trademark, Dubin v. United States regarding aggravated identity theft, and last but certainly not least, whether what's left of the Voting Rights Act, namely Section 2, will survive in Allen v. Milligan, formerly known as Merrill v. Milligan. I've been waiting for this decision since the court issued a stay back in January of last year, so I can't wait to read it. Um, Next, we still haven't read a few decisions from last week, including Slack Technologies LLC v. Pirani regarding the Securities Act of 1933. Also, United States XREL v. Schutte v. SuperValue, Inc. regarding the False Claims Act, Sienter Element, and Dupree v. Younger regarding post-trial motions under the Federal Rule of Criminal Procedure 50. That brings us to what is left for this term. By my count, the court has heard 59 cases and has decided 36 so far, which means that there are still 23 outstanding cases waiting for decisions, which is still quite a bit behind, but, you know, I'd rather have quality over quantity, so as long as the court is issuing the rest of their outstanding decisions this month, I guess that's okay. I won't list all of the outstanding cases, but some of the most anticipated include 303, Creative LLC v. Ellenis regarding a Colorado public accommodations law, free speech, and discrimination against the LGBTQ community. We are also waiting on decisions for two cases that are very similar, Biden v. Nebraska and Department of Education v. Brown regarding the Biden administration's student debt relief program. Also, Counterman v. Colorado, a case I personally think is important regarding true threats that are unprotected by the First Amendment. 
We also have some important cases that concern Native American tribes, including the two cases, Department of the Interior v. Navajo Nation and Arizona v. Navajo Nation, both regarding water rights. And we have the case Holland v. Brackeen regarding the adoption of Native children. We are also waiting for a decision on two very important affirmative action cases, Students for Fair Admissions v. President and Fellows of Harvard College and Students for Fair Admissions v. University of North Carolina. Last and most important of all, we are waiting on a decision in Moore v. Harper, a case that will determine whether a state legislature can disregard the choice of the voters after an election and choose their own slate of electors to send to the Electoral College during a presidential election. In other words, whether the obscure, independent state legislature theory shunned by legal experts across the political spectrum should be considered constitutional law. In my opinion, it's the most important decision before the court since Marbury v. Madison was decided in 1803. Alrighty, well, there you have it. Now I'm going to get to work reading one of the decisions that I've been waiting to read for over a year, Allen v. Milligan, formerly known as Merrill v. Milligan, weighing in at a respectable 34 pages. Now, I've got to give it to the to the court this term, though. Even though they've been a little slow, they have gotten much more efficient when it comes to the length of their recent opinions, and that is something that I greatly appreciate. So keep listening, everybody, and as always, thank you for listening to What SCOTUS Wrote Us. <laughs>